0: My wife gets a couple new quarters this week, and they've got bats on them. Brand new quarters. What do you mean bats? Bats. everybody, welcome to Bros, Bibles, and Beer. This is Jeff. It is the BBB Pod, episode 147. If the flattening of the curve happened, the social media and whoever else flattened the American spirit. Zach, how you doing? Uh, Bahamas. (laughs) Andy? LeBron beat COVID. Why can't
1: we? Scooter! Are you not entertained? (laughs) You
2: caught me off guard, man. <laughs> <laughs> totally caught me Sorry. off guard. It's good. We'll fix it in you post. Know,
1: you know who else was caught off guard? About, I don't know. Maybe four years ago, roughly. Uh, the certain, Washington
0: Post. Certain.
1: Well, them and other media outlets, and uh, maybe about forty percent of the population caught caught off guard. Well, how were they caught off guard? In and around you know November, let's say third <laughs> of twenty sixteen. How come my candidate didn't win? Yeah. So what about this uh, this next one? They said she was going to win. Uh, I don't know, but I heard that.
0: I heard, you know, landslide for Biden statistics, like 10 to 15 points, and then, you know, up, up five to eight points in the battleground states. And then a week later, they do a massive poll on, do you feel like your life is better four years later? And 56 percent. Of the people polled, said yes, our lives are better. That that doesn't happen on an incumbent president. President usually it's like uh, low forties, mid forties, but not fifty six percent. So something is wrong with the numbers. I yeah. Think. So what, what again? City, uh,
1: what city do you think is going to riot first when they find out Trump wins?
2: Or which city do you think is going to not stop rioting? <laughs>
0: Wait, there was an election. <laughs>
3: Give me the lighter. <laughs> I want a peace rally. Come on. Which city is going to be the peace rally capital of the universe? Make it happen, cities.
1: Well, it'll be mostly peaceful, I'm sure.
3: Uh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah.
1: Provo? <laughs> yeah. There was some There was some uh, action in, in Utah. I think it's Salt Lake City. Some action. They got some... Really? got some BLM no. Antifa action. No. Yeah. No.
3: There's a little... Very little.
1: I think they... Rolled out the if police pretty quick.
3: Audience, this is a teaser of uh, Jeff and Scott's spin off political podcast <laughs> starting soon in a pod feeder near you. I am, you know, speaking of that though, and people's What's that reactions
1: gonna be Trump trousers and tor- oh, tortellini.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I Okay. Scott's hungry. <laughs> <laughs> For trousers. <laughs> yes, yeah, Zach. No, I was just gonna s I was gonna add to your conversation. Um, in that I I hold probably a minority position, but it's probably sympathetic to some of you here that we give the office of the president way too much power. Um wrong. <laughs> 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 um we we give it and we we create we almost create more power for it based on our reaction to tweets and the way the current president behaves and and even previous presidents in a way that gives it way more power and it it's one of those things where i think that statement's true but it might become untrue in that it it doesn't matter whether it's true or not. The perception of it creates the truth of it. And the way people react, it almost like snowballs into its own reality. And I just saw some friends of mine that last time was not fun for them, like in a very existential way. And if, if it goes that way again, it's it's disaster pants for so many people in a way that I w- I wish I want to break people free of that. And the other mm-hmm. way too, I got family that thinks this the soul of America is at stake like never before. By the way, I hear this every 4 years from certain people uh on so this is going to I used us. to be a Republican. <laughs> I come I come from super conservative Jesus C Republicans and I still hold a lot of those leanings personally, but I do not identify as Republican. Uh, But I've heard every four years, this this everything's at stake now. And we never go back and remember everything was at stake, but that one didn't go our way. But we still made it out okay, and things are arguably better than they've ever been before. And I think that goes for both political parties. I know it doesn't seem like it does at this point. Everything is so ramped up, but I... I do believe. No, I just want steak. I
2: just want some steak.
3: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) everything's at stake. Uh, Steak sounds delicious right now. Yeah, and you know,
0: if you shut off, if you shut off your phones, if you shut off social media, if you shut off the TV, if you shut off the news, then everything become a Republican. No, (laughs) no, but (laughs) yeah, that's funny. Then everything goes away. COVID goes away. Uh, Politics goes away. The power that we give the president goes away. It all just disintegrates and then we do life with each other and we have good conversations and we enjoy time together as opposed to arguing about every little thing that's going on on social media. And uh, just as an example, a couple of days ago, my wife said, look at this, look what the governor said. I'm like, it was, you can't have more than three fam- three households in one home at a time. And I, I'm like, okay, shut your phone off. Because that's just creating stress. And we don't need that. Who cares? I'm like, it's just none of that and is ever going to po- happen.
3: it can poison you against people too, where you're just always looking at the other person. It's like, what if, oh, that person supports this person. And so I can't be friends with them. I got to avoid them. And just, just don't forget to smile at a stranger. Make eye contact. Smile at a stranger. The world is better than, than it is digitally. Yeah, how are you giving
0: eye contact, Zach? It's like a like like
3: a like, well like cringing. Or? I'm not a good example because I have resting bitch face. Can <laughs> I say that? Is that allowed anymore? Rest- RBF. I-, I felt it was better than resting dick face because that that's a weird visual. <laughs> I think that's something different. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say rest. Yeah. Anywho, wow. It's good to see you guys. Thanks for coming here and meeting me at the world headquarters of Bros, Bibles, and Beer. The world famous Bros, Bibles, and Beer studio. Actually, um, Jeff, you got something for us. I do. Coming up very shortly, but I did did want, if you guys don't mind... I I mind, but go ahead. I did (laughs) want to read... We did get a review, and we read it at the very end of the show, and it was a long episode... I just kind of want to tease it up front in case people aren't listening all the way to the end. Uh, rate and review us on think, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I
2: think our last couple of minutes would have
3: made those people shut off already. <laughs> uh, that, that's that's kind of what I'm saying. And um, what I wanted to do is read this review from Epic Blue X on Apple Podcasts. More please. Five stars. I am an atheist, former believer, and I love listening to the BBB. He does not mean the Better Business Bureau. Interesting current issues discussed through the lens of Christianity, the hosts each being a different perspective that gets blended into a thought-provoking show. Disagreements are had, jokes are made, but this is all grounded in respect and love for each other. If you are interested in examining your own beliefs and having a few laughs, then Bros, Bibles, and beers for you. So, thank you uh, again, Epic Blue. I just wanted to do that again because you know, remind people that listen at the top and maybe get bored or whatever, give us a review. If you like the top of our show, review it. Or if you don't, <laughs> check out... Yeah, check out the bottom.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: if you like our tops, wait till you see our bottom. That's fantastic. Alright, I, I,
0: I, I do have a question for you guys as I lead into um, our topic... And uh, that is, is the end, getting serious here, is the end of the Western civilization the end of Christianity or a catalyst to a stronger presence in God?
3: Yes, if Biden wins. I mean, if (laughs) Trump wins. (laughs) No, if Biden, if Trump wins. I got, I don't know. can,
0: Can you say that question again? Yes. Is the end of the Western civilization the end of Christianity? or a catalyst to a stronger presence in god with the argument that in western civilization the west has brought this christianity oh it's been brought with them broughten. that is is very different or is being pushed aside by post christianity and if it if it all ends does it end western civilization because a lot of what we ground a lot of what Western civilization grounds itself in is the is Christianity, and then we're talking England, Germany, United States, Canada.
2: You mean formulated on basic Judeo-Christian values? That those are those are the yes cornerstones of how we right. created our laws and structure. Yes, yeah.
0: So uh,
2: there's some presuppositions in that question, <laughs> <They're>, like. <laughs>
1: The end of Western civilization <laughs> is one is one of those. Well, yeah, and I guess is what is what the end of Western civilization is. There a, a particular are there particular things happening in uh, in these Western societies that I think there are bringing this to bear.
0: I think there are, uh, and I I think we're seeing it today. Um, interesting enough, this. Um, some of what I'm going to um kind of share on our podcast here is a a podcast that is uh called This Culture Oh goodness.
3: Cultural. Uh, th- sorry. It's a tough
0: one. This cultural moment. This and cultural by John Comer moment. and from Bri- Bridgetown Church. Uh he's from Portland. And then Is it John Mark Comer? I think you're right. I don't know why. Yeah.
3: John Comer sounds yeah.
0: like it should be John Mark. Yeah. And then Mark Sayers from Melbourne, he leads Melbourne. Red. Is it Melbourne. Melbourne. Is it Melbourne. Mark, Mark Melbourne. John? Melbourne. 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 Uh, shrimp on the Bobby <laughs> Melbourne. There. He's, he Austria. has red church. And so John and Mark, Just for gingers. they do a, a podcast together talking about <laughs> culture. G- ginger's for Jesus.
5: <laughs> that I'm sorry, Jeff. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Second it's, grade recess over, I'm guys. Sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> d- Jeff. So we have an insurrection here. Zach's an asshole. They're looking, <laughs> <continue>. <laughs> they're looking for
1: their souls. Hey, grace to
0: you.
3: Yeah. So says I'm with you, Scott. McCarthy.
4: <laughs>
0: McCarthy. <laughs> Flub, uh, delete. If
3: you're listening, if you're tracking at home, that's your first drink. John McCarthy, <laughs> aka John Grace to you, MacArthur is mentioned. Bottoms up.
0: Anyway, yes, the argument is the argument is made or more discussed than really argued, and it points out that there are things that are happening in society where there's been pushback on really Western civilization. And uh, America, especially, and within our own country, and push back on Jesus and how things are done and how they were grounded, how there was a foundation um, in how laws were created and how society functions. And,
3: um, and I would s- want to say, push back on how Jesus is portrayed, not push back on Jesus. Is that a weird distinction no, without it, a difference? No, it's not. And it's a, it's, it's a
0: good distinction. How Jesus' followers
3: are displaying their faith or not is kind of how they're viewed by the wider culture. And that could be detrimental. So, um, does that have anything to do with Western
2: civilization, though? I mean, that seems like a it, universal... It's
3: in there. It's it's in all of them is what I'm it, saying. It's
2: within it, yes. So, so, it's not unique to Western civilizations.
3: De- uh, no but, version of Christianity, but if Christianity is declining in our culture, let's just take America. You could, I think, a lot of young people don't have the same need to do church because they see people going to church and they don't see the change happening that they see in the Bible. Let's, for example, is something I just made up right now, but I think a <laughs> lot of I, I think, um. <laughs> well, well, I mean, just take you can make a good argument that um if if your parents vote for trump i'm I'm gonna try to word these th- words carefully because it's not about whether you vote for Trump for different reasons, but if you're if you're voting for Trump because that's God's chosen, it's different than voting for Trump because you think you you hate the system and you love the way he pushes back and he's kind of an asshole towards people. And you're attracted to that. Like that's different than what I'm talking about. If you're voting for Trump because you're a Christian and you think that's what God wants you to do because God has installed him in this place and time. And then you're marrying your idea of that to what it means to be a Christian. I think a lot of younger kids are like lo- loving this Jesus and forgiveness and unconditional love and being like, I, that doesn't match up to me. Uh And I think there's a lot of that, like, pushback against that type of thing. Where do you see that? Somehow... What are you talking about? I'm talking about... um,
2: Describe the straw person.
3: (laughs) Well, it's more... I would say it's less... It's more just online because we, we are on the left coast. And whatever is considered conservative Christianity out here is pretty liberal compared to the flyover states. And there's there's right. still some very conservative, yes. like let's put the Christian flag with the American flag, and they're almost connected in a way that's arguably unhealthy. And I think there's a a, re, a re, as part there's a rejection of that potentially. I know,
2: but I, I think I'm going to challenge us to, to not operate off of uh, easy stereotypes, and and so. I think sometimes we, we default to that and it makes it a little easier for us to identify uh, a quite literal straw man to go and attack. And straw people. Thank you. The straw. Straw zits. Straw folks. Straw y'alls. That's, <laughs> that's what they are in the, the flyover. That's <laughs> Uh because, because I think that is important. And, and what I was kind of getting to when you mentioned that your initial statement is, I would love for us to... Un- to identify each of the assumptions that are that are kind of within some of these statements that are coming through like whether it is the decline of western civilization whether it is the decline of christianity within within the western within western civilization and like let's get as specific as we can because i think a lot of times in these kinds of conversations we start nodding and going yeah yeah, yeah those those things are happening and like uh-huh like pump the brakes and go is it happening? How's it happening? Where is it happening? Like, how specific can we get? Yeah, well, I, need... I like that. I oh, like that of course too. you
3: do. Cause he just, <laughs> it was like another Scott. We don't need two Scots here, Andy. Gosh, <laughs> hold on. I'm going to move my seat a little closer to <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Scott right now. <laughs> but if I could, but,
1: um, going back to Zach, what you were saying, uh, I, yeah, I, I make the, the, this distinction, I think all the time, i say all the time. I mean, a lot of times,
3: uh, you mean when you make it right? When I make this all the
1: time, <laughs> uh, the distinction between how people uh, present their faith and what the actual faith is, right? Uh, but let's so let's separate the people. People are terrible. Do you, or I guess all of us, if we if we were to go to Jesus as or, or present Jesus. In the the way the Bible presents him, would that would there not be any pushback against that Jesus? Um, I it's because it, in in the Bible we have Jesus offending a lot of people. Yeah, right. And He's, Paul Paul makes a statement: if you want to live a
3: godly life in Christ, it's usually you will be persecuted. It's usually people in power, people that have power yeah. are are offended by. What Jesus is doing. And I guess
0: my thing, Scott, is not, and hopefully what we kind of continue through, is not that, um, you know, it's not about Jesus. It's more about a culture, or a culture's clashing and having conflict, and both of them can be believers, and there's something that's happened within our society that has created something where people are not not raising the American flag and and Jesus is our lord next to each other in fact they're pushing back on it not because maybe they don't believe in Jesus but because they're like this culture that we're in there's something wrong with it our society is not functioning and it's leaving lots and lots of people out out in the cold and we're saying we're one thing when we're, we're doing something, you know, like, yes. Yeah. I love helping people. And I have a Mercedes and a $5 million house. And it's like, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say that, you yeah. know, and that I'm, uh, I don't mean to like make that out as it's not more you like, you can't do both. It's more like, right. And it's not, it's more like there's a materialism that, that, you know, just exists in general, but, um there's something within the culture our culture that there's a dysfunction and I think people recognize it and so there's a lot of pushback in that regard
2: so that's what I want us to get super crystal clear on because I still haven't heard anything that's new materialism has existed since the beginning of time and so what what I hope to hear I know you're going to play some of this stuff like what I want us to do is if we're making a statement that there's the decline of Christianity within Western civilization, like that implies that something new is happening, that it's different than it was before, and so how is it different? The rise of the nuns. <laughs> I think that's what <laughs> I
0: was. Try- I was trying
4: to.
6: <laughs> okay, well, uh,
0: go ahead and play my first clip.
2: All right, let's hear it.
0: Oh, and just just yeah, give for- me
6: your one or two sentence like recap of post-Christian culture as opposed to pre- or Christian culture? Like, just in a sentence or two, what is post-Christian culture?
5: Well, essentially, I think sometimes post-Christian culture has been spoken about as this blank slate that comes after Christianity. But really, post-Christian culture is an attempt to advance the goals of Christianity without Christ. Oh, as the line goes now. Made famous by this podcast, the kingdom without the king. Right. Yeah. So, we, I guess, have been wrestling with that. And
3: Sorry, I have the phone. And yeah, I had go ahead. Yeah. I had a thought. The kingdom without the king. Uh, Christianity without Christ. I'm going to be a little bit provocative, but it'll reveal where I'm at right now. I don't think it matters necessar- necessarily that a thing bears the name of Christ if what it does is Christ-like love, then it's it's Christian. I don't care the label it wears personally. And maybe, maybe I'm in minority position on that, but not that he would necessarily disagree with that. But that's the first thing I thought of is like, does it matter if it, if it's like a bunny ears Christian thing, or if it, it's a church or there's a ministry behind it, if these people don't profess to to be Christians, but they are doing Christ like work and in, in their mission and what they're be like, they should be doing in life. I don't think it matters. So, in what
1: context are you are you talking about? Just in the social socio economic, yeah, it could uh, be nation context. Are you talking about the ultimate.
3: Could be like a ul- thing like charity water. It Doesn't
1: well, no, but 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 are you limiting it to socioeconomics or you, or you, or do you have a the broader, longer term eternal view um, in mind?
3: Oh yeah, let it's less about. Yeah, there's not a checking a box, f- winning souls for Christ. Okay, checking so, a bo- I'm, I'm not sure what checking is. <laughs> well, I thought that's what you're talking about. That is eternal, con- eternal. Check, a- I don't know going what, checking, to heaven, like trying to get people to accept Jesus. Yeah, I, don't know I wasn't she- talking about that. Uh, okay, so that's why I was
1: just separating those two out. So if you separate them out, then if we're talking about just socioeconomic, I the, the pro the I the issue I think comes when we we don't have a foundation outside of ourselves. To come to these conclusions on what love is or what charity is or who, who, uh, who we have compassion towards. Because the compassion idea has been tried before and it a lot of times it plays out. I have compassion for this group of people, but then I don't have compassion for this other right, group I'm of not,
3: people. I'm, I'm being more general. I'm not making a declarative argument. Like, I feel like that's a little bit specific and I'm, I'm going big picture Generally. Can, can I, can I try to rephrase it and see
2: if it, it makes something that is the easier to respond? So between me and Scott, maybe there is a difference. If you described it as people who are demonstrating God's love. Yeah. If, if it's put in that kind of context, uh, in my mind, I think you can separate someone who's demonstrating God's love, uh, apart from salvation related activities
1: Well, something that, that resembles that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you're doing the same things. Yeah. 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 You you don't have to, you don't have to be a Christian to feed the poor.
2: Right. Right. And so it sounds like what he's saying in this, in that clip right there is there, there is an attempt or there's a movement that is effectively trying to separate out um, the moral goodness of Christianity
3: yeah maybe and if if you wouldn't have stopped it so quickly, Andy, maybe we would have gotten to more context. <laughs> all right, just kidding, it was me. keep it going
5: and in many ways, heaps of people in the church have been looking at you know this this resource of this podcast to help them grapple with that because
6: it's reactionary, so like yes. I like to think of post christianity as like the rebellious teenager moment like you're living in mom and dad's house eating all of their food and living off of their dime while like tweeting against them or whatever yes. mm-hmm. and in a sense many of us living in the ethical effi-
1: <laughs> <Kelly laughs> Con- is that where a- yeah Kelly and
3: Conway's speak. kid
6: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: oh my gosh uh, who literally is- <laughs> who is Kelly on on Conway Ke- Kelly, Kelly and Conway, Conway. Oh my Conway's gosh. Do you, do you want to say for the listener? Seriously. The average listener she, might not know they what do. you're Keep talking it going. about. <laughs> okay, I'm going to uh, jump back 15 seconds. King.
5: Right. Yeah, so we, I guess, have been wrestling with that. And in many ways, heaps of people in the church have been looking at, you know, this this resource of this podcast to help them grapple with that. Because
6: it's reactionary. So, like, yes. I like to think of post-Christianity as like the rebellious teenager moment like you're living in mom and dad's house eating all of their food and living off of their dime while like tweeting against them or whatever. And in a sense many of us are living in the ethical house so to speak of a Christendom kind of western world but there's this reactionary moment against Christ and the way of Jesus which is why it's great to talk about Buddhist mindfulness even though on many issues of sexuality, it's the exact same epic, but you can't talk about Christian or Christian sexuality. Yes. So there's this reaction, this hostility that a lot of us feel at our workplace, not my workplace, I work at a church, but um, <laughs> well, actually I feel sometimes at my workplace, um, but we feel on the streets and with our lovely secular neighbors, there's Into this the sense of like walking on eggshells, you yes. know what I mean? So I think kind of naming that felt experience and the kind of, we haven't moved beyond Christianity, there's this reactionary moment against it. So.
0: I don't know what he's talking about. No, no, we we, go. Do you have, no, you fleshed it out. Lead us, Jeff. So there's, what do you got? There's a polarization that's, that's, that's happened. And that is, there's Christians and then there's a secular world and there's two sides and it's created a rift in society. And it's, if you're living the life of Jesus, if you're following Christ, then life doesn't look like that. It's not supposed to be, there's two sides. It's like you follow you know you're a Christian or you're not a Christian if you're not a Christian then you're part of the secular world and you know we're you know we're against you at least that's what the secular world thinks like the secular world thinks oh Christian so you don't believe in uh, abortion and you know something else I don't even remember what it is but there's like there is an argument and it's like we never talk about that that's never talk that's not talked about like in Christian anyone sit around and going you know all these people doing abortions like they're you know, going to hell. Like we don't sit around and talk that way, but that's what the we're secular not the world. The Westboro think. Baptist. Yeah, church. Yeah, yeah. But the, the point being is he is saying that there are, there is, there's two sides. It's, it's a polarization of society that's created conflict and there doesn't need to be conflict. There's is more it maybe to it.
3: Organized. There's this resistance to the organized church or the institutional church and and it's and they're saying that this this thing, whatever Western Christianity is or Judeo Christian, over hundreds of years, well thousands, I guess, has been built up, and we're we all have these values that we're kind of given, whether or not we believe a certain way. There's this general value structure that we're using to kind of reject some of the details of it. That kinda of makes sense. Like uh I think they're talking about foundation like how did we get
1: here to where Western societies are at? How did how are, why are they why are they seemingly largely low crime areas, why people have freedom to create and earn a living? Um compared to some other other countries that have rejected Christianity for the most part. I think it's more a foundation. And if you remove that influence, the post-Christian, that post-Christian would be removing that Christian, Judeo-Christian influence. Do people think that society will just keep going the way it's been going? Like the Western societies will just keep going and stay the same, like not, not devolve into some sort of chaotic, Anti-law, or well, yeah.
2: Just a quick clarification on that, though. I think he's he described at the beginning. It's 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 removing Christ from the
3: Judeo-Christian tradition. For Scott's example, it's taking Kellyanne Conway out <laughs> okay. of the picture for the sake of her rebellious teenage daughter. Right? Does her daughter? Do, do, but,
1: do they think that? Oh, the food's just going to be getting in the fridge all on its own? What? Well, <laughs> But I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that they're talking about, um, removing Christ and keeping Christianity. Well, that it was
2: the it was the kingdom without the king.
1: That's what he sets it up. But as. But it's not the Christian kingdom. It's just the kingdom is is a placeholder for society. It seems like.
2: No, I think if you back it up, he's that's exactly what he's talking about. He's he's um, he's, he's, he's okay. substituting
3: because a but, lot of people are really concerned with with justice and. Don't, don't hear any of this listener as like buzzwords that freak people out. There's always trigger (laughs) words in here, but I'm not talking about any of those. Like young people generally have this zeal and desire of like, what am I going to do? And like, I got, I got to make something of my life. And so there's like this rejection of this natural inclination to reject the people above you because you know, what's best. And I think maybe this is what he's speaking to, which is this, this want to create justice and safety and assurance for everyone and acceptance for everyone and doing that while rejecting some of the very foundations that enabled us to get this far. Which may be fine, but that is
2: like... I keep coming back to this. These are not new ideas. That's Protestantism. Like That's how it showed up. <laughs> It was rejecting the, the Catholicism,
1: right? Okay, <laughs> but but, the, but that wasn't that was in a religious context of they, they had some theological points with with things like justice, what the 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 definition of justice and how they're trying to go about getting justice. I told you not
3: to get triggered, Scott. I told you not <laughs> to. I'm going big but, picture.
1: But the the way that they're trying to get justice, they end up getting moral principles and so a lot of peop- maybe who are, are lot we talking
2: of- about though like let's just narrow it An- in antifa and blm okay right so- i don't know if they're going after social well blm maybe B- big- i don't know if antifa is going after social justice
1: B- well they are yeah and then you're B- talking about B- the organization yeah i don't know what
2: they're going after actually
1: yeah so, yeah and, and so in order to get justice, because they're marching along with BLM in a, in a lot of cases, but they, they want justice for the people who were wrongly killed in their mind. They were, or, and sometimes they were actually wrongly killed, but the way they're doing it is by yeah. rioting, looting. They've killed, I, I think 30 or so people have been, were killed by the, the, the protesters slash rioters in, in, these protests when they're, they're, they're marching for justice yeah. But they're they're losing they're they're forgetting their principles their morals and they end up I going and stealing of, uh, and murdering. I don't
2: know, I with, I'm not arguing with any of that. I think the challenge here is that social justice is a very broad term that gets co opted by lots of yes. different groups. Well, no, so you've got
5: uh, you've that's got why a set I'm giving you that, that example. Yeah, you've, yeah. Got
2: a, you've got bookends, right? So you've got that group which is uh, one extreme, and the other extreme could be charity water, you know, which is looking <laughs> to to look for social justice for people who need water, and so so. Uh, it, I, this is where I think it gets tough for us to try to make arguments against these things when a term like social justice to, to use as a broad brush across everybody gets really, it gets tough. Right. I don't think and, anyone's
1: yeah. doing that though. I'm, so we're taking this and, and so th- I think this is a good example of removing, removing the king, removing Christian, Judeo-Christian yeah. values in order to get a seemingly Christian value, let's just call it, justice you can't get that justice by doing a whole bunch of injustice and and, and so that yeah. would be an example okay. of removing but the king scott God,
0: the yeah. the one thing that's going on in society right now is there's a disruption that's happened i mean obviously we're in the middle of we're in the middle of chaos within the world within our country things that usually function a certain way are not functioning that way anymore and when you have Political figures saying it's never going to go back to how it was. Uh, and those people are in power of the state of California, you know, in other states, in other countries, in global organizations that you know, are using buzzwords that pretty much say, I'm with you, and it's throughout the world. There's something that's happened um that is dis- it's a disruption of of what they are saying is post-christianity and 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 they are arguing that <clears throat> that the united states and other western western societies would they would do things a certain way and they become lazy they we have no meaning but a lot of freedom in the United States. And with that, and with a overflowing amount of freedom, we have no meaning to our lives um, and or very little. And so everything we do is about, about we get to choose this and this and, and we mm-hmm. have, and so we have that as the United States and what it's done is it has created a, a less Christian Less less Christians in this country um by far compared to other modern uh societies, especially in Asia.
1: Um yeah, I think that's in the fourth clip where they go. Yeah, the and we'll shame. get to
0: that. But there there's there's a, There's a uh <laughs> there's a laziness that is that's the argument they're making, that has come over the United States and now you've got what's going on right now is a a consequence of, of living that life and not capturing more meaning in society.
3: I would say, it's, let me piggyback on the word meaning or purpose. It, what if you substitute purpose com- is probably better? Community for that. I feel like with this disconnect, totally, totally, with we've this lost community. Dis- disconnection. How? Like,
2: God, get, let's get specific. Like, let's pick. Let's let's. I, I was about like to. I specific. was about to try. Scott got pac- Pacific.
3: I got Pacific. I love yeah, that ocean. Can you get Atlantic? <laughs> I got. I got. No, I'm going to go Indian. I'm going to go full Indian Ocean. No one goes Indian. Is it still <laughs> the Indian Ocean? You can't. No, say it's that. the native. Native know, ocean. That's <laughs> probably offensive. I'm sorry for whoever's not offended. Uh, okay, so community substitute com- for community for whatever you said, Jeff. And I'm wondering if it the lack of community and what I'm talking about is the the unchurched or the nuns, the n o n es is a the fastest growing group of people. You know oh, what I take nuns. that back.
0: we Our community sucks in this country. We do not have well, good what community. I'm saying
3: is that the there's a lack of the number of people that are leaving organized church or religion is growing faster than anything else in this country. I think if you're talking about religions and, but people aren't less religious, people aren't less driven for ritual and community. And so they fi- are finding different pockets of communities they identify with mm-hmm. picture a kid that doesn't have a father in a low income neighborhood. And he's got this brotherhood that he, he can join up with. And the fruit of which is terrible I'm talking about like a gang activity, but he finds this security and safety. He finds, he finds the family he needs that he lacks. Mm -hmm. And so there's, there's versions of this for everything. So you, you leave your church. You don't, most people, whether, even if they think they stop believing in God, they still need community. And I think, I think with that, there's all of these groups that are finding community in different spots. That is less of a, it's less, uh, Christian in the sense of like most Americans would say they go to church on Sunday. That's, that's becoming less and less. And so you have these different tribes and communities that prop up with any number of agendas. And so it's difficult to navigate that when they're all kind of some of them conflicting, perhaps. I
2: actually think there's an even, uh, an even more subtle part of that too, which is, you know, I think we're in a unique point in history where we have churches that are the size that they are today you know ten, twenty, thirty thousand
1: people oh I thought you' were gonna say people I was gonna say living water l <laughs> v dot, dot com dot block I thought you were gonna say that the well let me the say people's size because of fast food and
3: <laughs> that's true. I saw
1: that movie Pixar
3: we got a budget of church of fatties
2: um no, keep the, it going the that you're having uh there's your cold open There. <laughs> <laughs> when you have churches that are that size uh they the tendency is it makes it easier for people to to engage in true community and true and build true relationships. It's easier to 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 sit on the fringe on the outside versus, like we talked about the last episode, like in the smaller churches, uh, you can't you can't just hide in the back like Zach. Right. Uh, oh yeah, totally. And and so. And so I am, this weird, I'm gonna write a book about world class hiding in church. <laughs> there is this weird dichotomy that, in the same breath while you we're saying uh people are are going away from the church or moving away from the church at the same time, we're having the biggest churches that have ever existed and And I think that there's a an interesting tension that exists in between there, but ultimately, I think you are right. That is maybe a good example of where community doesn't look the same today as it did fifty years ago when the biggest churches were like 500 people, maybe.
3: I I don't think... I agree with you, and I, I you also... You don't think
2: you agree with me? No,
3: nah, <laughs> I'm... Andy, how dare you? I have a learning disability, and the fact that you are making fun of me like that is just... <laughs> um, I am agreeing with your statement, and I'm also wondering if the, the rise of social media and just... uh Not social media, but just the access to all kinds of information and different people groups. All of this is connected to and in a way that we're not capable of handling all the information we're receiving. And so while you find a community in some group online that you never had the ability to before of people that people that had church hurt and then you join this group and you realize you're not alone and that's all great, but then it becomes its own echo chamber against the people. You become the fundamentalist that you hated that you were before against, you become a different version of what you were before in an unhealthy way. And all of that is clouded by all the information that is available to us. And I, I just don't think, I think Maybe we are at an evolutionary precipice, and we will adapt to this because with each new technology, there's always the naysayers saying the world is ending because of this new technology." Yes. And Absolutely. this may in fact be that it, social media media is also and the access to instant information from everything everywhere all the time. maybe that's technology is a little bit too. Like it's, it's ramped up so much that maybe we will, we'll never catch up, but I think we have to.
1: Well, and people, people have more entertainment at home. So there's a, there's a lot, there are a lot more reasons to stay home instead of going and trying to find people to do community with. Right. That's, you know, less nefarious, but it means still has consequences. But if at
3: the same time you are, you have more access to all the bad news of the world that's always been there. You just didn't have access to it. Now you have access to a lifetime's worth of bad news in one yeah. day. But then it's like, what do you like? You That said, affects every your entire yeah, life. But it's just like, turn off what, the do,
0: news. what do you yeah. not? Nah, are you able to handle all of what technology brings? And as you no. said, like people don't have the ability We're we're not mature enough, where technology is just hitting us over the head and,
2: and we don't know what to do. So there's an article that I read uh, that was forwarded to me a couple, couple of weeks ago. And, and, and in it, there's a quote from the author that says, could it be that God didn't wire us to carry every event taking place in every part of the world at every moment as if it were ours? Yeah. Could it be that technology has produced a faux omniscience and omnipresence that is hurting mankind and not helping it?
3: Yeah, Yeah. and even if it, say you're more of a naturalistic Christian, or you're not even a Christian, we have atheist listeners, we proved it with our review. Um, (laughs) Amen. Substitute evolution didn't give us the ability to yet. Like, we're not equipped for it, whether it's God or evolution. Like, however you frame it, the fruit of it is we haven't caught up yet. And will we? Well, no, no, uh, we we
2: shouldn't. And it continues, because going on your point, Jeff, on on the community problem, it continues Says up until the last fraction of human existence we've only had to carry events that directly affect us our family and friends and our local community and today with the internet and social media we can witness every evil event if we miss it a recording is readily replayed online the carnage is funneled through our eyes and embedded in our soul what we witness can be in the next town the next state or the other side of the planet no matter where it happens we see it it's like we're everywhere,
3: right? Like Dak Prescott putting on his foot backwards. God, but, that was but terrible. We don't have, but we don't have to. But and we don't
0: have to deal with it. We may know about it, but like I said, they have made the argument Are that you quoting yourself? Americans. No, Americans have a lot of freedom and don't have to deal with a lot of stuff that goes on in the world. But now it seems that the world is turning its focus on on those that have been functioning in a certain way to say, hey, we're going a different direction. And I think we're being asked as a a society, do you want to go with us or do you want to fight this fight? Because it's going to change and you can be an individualist, a nationalist, you can be the United States of America and stand alone or because we're so connected in the world. And, you know, I was bringing up uh, the country of Malaysia because they do on the podcast. It's like there is a diversity of thought around the world that we don't capture as Americans. And where we're, you could go to Kuala Lumpur and you could just walk down the street and have conversations with all kinds of cultures.
2: And that occurs but I, I think that's a great point, and my question to that uh, to that point is, do we need to? I don't. <laughs> I was say, right. So what? That's <laughs> a really good point. Like that is the
0: that is the uh, that's the crossroads that we're at right now today. In do we do we fight this Ooh. fight or or is it? Is it a fight to be fought? Well, well, let's,
2: let's talk about that a little bit. The need to feel like you've got to understand of and putting eng- down and West, of putting down our western ways or or just feeling like you need to engage with every culture and be aware and and connected in some point to, to all cultures everywhere. Okay,
0: so the, right. this point gets made with the NBA and the NFL um, that when Colin Kaepernick took a knee, the NFL was like, no. Right. No, not on our watch. Right. Well, the NBA has had this drive towards a, a different direction. It's not the NFL. The NBA is very different. It's a different culture. And um they these guys bring up the fact that um Are you
3: leading us to a oh, clip?
0: You, you know what? Actually, yes,
3: play the next clip. This one is clip number two that we've played this evening.
5: Actually, going to fully upend the Western order. I mean, like, in, really interesting things. So, just an example. Um,
6: because the Western order w- order is going to become increasingly meaningless. Pause. I,
3: he got sucked into the yeah, Australian I was just gonna accent.
6: Say. <laughs> he totally
3: order. order.
5: That was funny, you guys.
3: That's worth playing again. It's Australian the bear.
5: <laughs> yes. <laughs> kind of feel like he was making to fully fun fully of him. Upend the Western order. I mean, like. In really interesting thing. So, just an example. He was merging um, because the Western order w- orders are going to become increasingly <laughs> meaningless. Yes, because West not the West was the West was built on an idea that there was universal human rights that were inalienable rights that every human being could ascribe to. Now, this is actually something that which was built from- off of Imago Day theology, Genesis exactly. chapter one. Everyone's right. So, they then,
3: which is interesting, uh, the- Judeo-Christian values, right? But inalienable rights to the founders, it didn't, it didn't mean every mm-hmm. person, man, woman, child, every color to them. But the, the roots of, of that, of actual inalienable rights to everybody were planted there in spite of those founders. And we've seen that take shape in the progression and the progress we've actually made. So, yes, and you need to
2: there's a term called epochternal retrospect, which is, means you need to judge the thing. Those aren't words. <laughs> you need to judge the thing for what it was, when it was.
3: Right. In the context. Yeah. And yeah. We're, we're
1: kind of like. There's like a whole thing to that as well. The founding and creating a, a constitution, getting all these different areas, these different states to agree on something. There's There's a whole background to how they are able to have that. Cognitive disson- dissonance, if I can use a good yeah. word as well, with inalienable rights, but not for this group.
0: Right? right. Okay, oh, hold on. Play the rest of the, play the yeah. rest of this clip.
3: Okay, like
1: oh, like
5: right,
0: right,
3: right, now. right now. Okay, <laughs>
5: okay, and we're. Run in, in Western countries. But then the West went through this period where let's put that in an international system. So after World War II, the US and Britain, primarily the US um, later in the, in the half of the century, built this international order where it, you know, it controlled human rights, it controlled economies, it controlled everything. But what we're living through is the complete change, all of a sudden you've got India rising, you've got China rising, and all of a sudden there's multiple players in the room. And the secular world
6: no longer has like a very coherent philosophical reasoning for human rights, which seems like, I've actually read some experts saying we're in a crisis of human rights right now. Because without the biblical or Judeo-Christian, like human beings are created in the image of God, therefore we can't gas people we don't like in a chamber. Once you don't have that anymore, who are we in the West? Some have called it Western supremacy. Not white supremacy, but Western supremacy. When we come into Uganda or whatever, and advocate for rights around sexuality or whatever, and people push back, and say, who are you to tell us? And if we don't have a coherent, philosophical, I'm not saying I disagree with that. I'm just saying, you know, it leaves the West open to charges of
5: imperialism. And what it means is everything's under pressure. Like, I think what has to change is that the church saw itself under pressure, but now everything's under pressure.
2: I'm struggling with half points being made there, but (laughs) (laughs) it's it's, it's okay. I want to have him finish his thought because...
3: But the accent is so good; it just—it doesn't matter, Andy. <laughs> well, if it was Bef-
2: British, it would be a little <laughs> bit a little more before, intelligent.
0: Before he makes those comments, there, there's the what happened in the NBA with Yao Ming and the Houston Rockets, the basketball player from China who was a superstar, and and he was from China, and then the Houston Rockets coach or manager, somebody made a comment. The GM Daryl Morey, yeah, and everything shifted. All of a sudden, the NBA. Oh, hold on, you got to be, yeah. be specific about it. So it was, Yao
3: Ming was way back like twenty yeah, years yeah. ago.
0: Yeah. So China, China ends up being a the mass uh, like capitalist it, on the
2: NBA. It is the largest market, uh, consumer market for the NBA is China. It's larger than the U.S. today. So they are beholden in many right. ways to to China. And so when Daryl Morey made a tweet about. Uh, in Kong. support of freedom for Hong Kong. Because
3: uh, there the, were protests going on earlier this year.
2: There was massive blowback. And Before that, too. The hammer came down. The hammer came down from lots of places, China included.
3: LeBron James.
2: LeBron shamed James. Shamed him on Twitter. They removed the logos yep. from the Chinese, Chinese NBA, NBA. The, So the, the Houston Rockets, uh, Daryl Morey is the GM of the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets logos were actually removed they from the They stopped broadcasting the games. <laughs> they, just, they just disappeared <laughs> They
3: disappeared them. Which is a... It's darkly comical to me. That reaction. Basically, the dollar matters. Cash is king. Black Lives Matter is secondary to cash. All these corporations piggybacking on Black Lives Matter. Guess what people sympathetic to that cause? You used to be punk and now you're corporate. You're no longer cool. It's no, lo- no longer has that edge. Because all of these companies joining in on this are, is basically di- uh, taking the power away from the movement. They're absorbing it. Uh, one example... is
2: Jason Whitlock called called uh, BLM now the lovable mascot there you of, go. Of, of Major <laughs> League Baseball.
3: Now, I think progress can still happen through this, but l- let's be honest. In China, there are many problems. There's the Uyghur Muslim situation... Um, Now I'm punching way above my weight, but I know there are concentration camps and basically slavery going on in China. And you cannot speak out against that. You can't have that on your jersey. Uyghurs,
0: Turkish, Muslims.
3: You cannot have that on your jersey. Um, So only certain lives matter. If they happen to have skin color that was black, they wouldn't matter because they would get in, in the way of getting that Chinese dollar. So it's... Oh, this movement sorry i'm gonna keep going No, and that's go interesting crazy if- because
2: what that illustrates is the original point was around the fractured story of uh, uh was it social justice or 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 Morality. I think we where we originally started was it was saying Jeff
3: started it. He he took it. He took whatever that guy said and he went a different direction. And I blame him. I didn't. Know we were talking <laughs> about
5: post. If I, if
3: I'm reframing Christian culture, maybe maybe the implication
2: here is that previously that was a topic that was for better or worse owned by Christianity. I'll just say it that way. Like it was always it was always associated with Christianity. They were the proponents of versions of social justice and morality and judeo-christian values and in a post-christian world that's been divided and dissected and and as such you're seeing variations of it that that are extremely fractured where you do have some who are saying wait a minute you know uh, these lives matter and these lives don't matter is that what it's getting at is that what their point is that they're trying to get to
3: I don't know, maybe. Uh, no, I don't think so. E- even if they
1: don't talk about it, that would be one of the. It's the a brand further down the road to this conversation. Co- well, and maybe the yeah.
3: other clips. Um, we should. Uh, well, the fact
0: that we we'll don't flesh have, it out. There's. So uh, actually, back to the, the NBA. This was the first time a foreign country, China, affected the fundamental cultural script of our country and others. Like China is affecting. That so we're in this connected Going back to Yao
2: Ming. We're, yeah, uh, we're Excuse me, La Bamba came out in the 60s. <laughs> I think that culturally affected <laughs> We so in terms of
0: Western civilization, in terms of US and how we do things, we're usually not affected by um what like our cultural script, but it got affected by China bringing down the hammer on a point where like nope that's not what we believe in and that's gone and they did it immediately and they can shut down things immediately whereas But how did that affect us? It, well it affects the fact that you now have the MBA skewing they're going in a direction that I mean they're what they what is feeding the NBA or any sport or any company, whoever, because we're on such a world stage now that everything is connected through phone, social media, technology. They're making business decisions. Yeah, and it's and not so- a country decision. It's not a national decision. It is a money, monetary, financial That's- such. And also, um, the problem is the United States can be nationalistic, but China is more nationalistic
2: well that's okay my my question is a little bit different i'm We're actually,
3: juggling so many balls right now i'm, I'm impressed guys I'm and not, you know I'm, what they talk about balls <laughs> tennis balls and
2: ba- and i'm not joking i'm not arguing against the the idea that there is influence there but uh I, i'm going to play this role tonight i'm going to make us get specific what is the influence that it's having oh, in God, our culture not again <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> uh, because uh, like i said I, I don't disagree that there's influence, but if we're saying that it's affecting our Western culture, then, then let's get specific. What, what does that mean? What does that look like, China affecting Western culture? Does it
3: look like norms changing to you guys? Or, or Which n- ones? Certain, I don't know. Name, them. <laughs> See, you guys saying the saying name the norms. Get specific. No, I'm asking because I don't have a specific... <laughs> I know a lot of... I have a lot of people close to me that are very afraid about the direction of the world... And, and usually that's because a lot of new things are happening that we're not used to and we're afraid of what's new. That doesn't always mean bad. It just means unknown and humans are always afraid of what they don't know. So I'm wondering if, if, it's, if it's norms. I don't have anything specific. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to add to the conversation. I think it, it could be around the, so if we start
1: broad, the, the idea of cancel culture.
3: And Jeff, you're driving the ship, so jump in, cancel no, us I'm listening. no, no, no. Uh, There is a cancel culture here. coming here.
2: I think I think I know. Yeah, where I want you're going. Scott to
3: keep going, but I, swear, I don't want Jeff to go back to sleep like he does sometimes.
4: <laughs> he,
0: he's go
3: go go go! Cancel go culture. Scott. Yeah. So the, the China's the,
1: canceling the United States. Go. Yeah, that broad that broad <laughs> idea of cancel culture, and we that this is just one uh, indication of it, where a be, because this he's a GM. Yeah. And his sport, his company, his team might lose money because they, they won't be seen in China. So he has to pull back support. Was he forced? Did he step down? No, no, no. He, he's pulled. He, he, Sorry. Deleted his tweet. Deleted his tweet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he can't, he can't speak out in favor of something that he thinks is wrong. Because
3: and of China. Because of China. And, but we also see that. You no, know, because of dollars. I think that's the more important thing. Because
2: of China dollars. Right. All the things. It, it
3: could insert any country. But China is but huge. China. And they have a huge market. Right. Right.
1: But, but, and then we see that, we, we have been seeing that over the last few years. It's been growing. Uh, this cancel culture. So someone uh, d- makes a tweet or an Instagram post or whatever, YouTube video. And people find out where this person works. And they go and get this person fired. And they're they're standing up for what they believe. They're presenting their views, and sometimes it's even just because they support Trump, and, and not, not whether Trump is good or bad or whatever. You can't even support a president and be safe. People are going to try to get you canceled. That that has you can't an impact. Even
3: support some precedents some precedents, either right depends on the precedent but even that yeah thank you for acknowledging that (laughs) so uh, i think that's
2: a good example and i think maybe one of the 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 reasons we were wrestling on finding these really deep specific examples is because it it is a little bit subtle it's not like we can just point to this very clear obvious thing well china showed up on thursday and then they removed all of our rights on these things and now we can't wear pants anymore they've gotten rid of western culture of pants um, yeah. but yeah. I think that's, so I think the idea of cancel culture is interesting. The first thing that popped in my head was, is this just another name
1: for boycotting? So typically boycotting is directed towards
2: companies, not uh, individuals, right?
1: You don't buy their goods. I, I think, I think it's a new level where you go to get somebody fired. Like you target someone yeah. and, and get, get them fired they they tried it with Tucker. Yeah. Um, now, I, I think more recently in the past few months, the people on the right that they, they've been kind of pushing back and targeting people. But I, so there is a line you you cross. Like if you threaten yeah. someone's life, okay, there 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 are lines. But just just because you are aligning with a particular group who isn't isn't overtly nefarious right they're not they're not threatening people i think
2: the parallel the parallel that you're drawing is um there is a it's the suppression of the freedom of speech which obviously is a thing in china and in lots of other countries australia non non non-western it's it's
1: it's it's heavy in australia and canada and in britain uh in britain there's a guy who called who called someone a geezer and that's a, just a derogatory name for, word for an old man, for an old person. Right. He called a person a geezer. Yeah, we got the one on the show right now. <laughs> the guy took him to court and won. And so I think I think that might
2: be an example of what we would identify as, uh, you know, anti-American or anti-Western civilization culture, and something that might be uh, infringing on that. And I think that's a good example. But, but and, I,
1: and I don't, I don't. Sorry, I just just I, I don't want to necessarily associate. Um, you know, being calling someone a geezer with Christianity but there there is the, the, the precedence Zach, the precedence of being able to have the law on your side or um, or the law against you for just like making a joke or or calling yeah. someone a name, that precedent is going to greatly affect Christianity. Because when Christianity offends somebody, and we see that with homosexuality and other things, when Christianity affects somebody, now the laws are already in place the 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 stage is already set in society where they can they can cancel you for just holding a particular view
3: yeah um there's there's a lot there, and I appreciate that, Scott, and I will say that u, u. s grant is one of my favorite precedents, but I'm wondering how this <laughs> gets back to how is the China NBA all that stuff? And how is this all connected to this huge topic of Christianity versus Christless Christianity or a, king, uh, a kingdom without a king? And play the next clip. Oh, <laughs> let's see what happens.
5: Bring it back to the Christian story. Yeah, because in many ways, the whole dynamic of when Christianity is the sole thing in charge. I hope he you don't starts a, a cult. That in the Bible. When Christianity is, the is first to sign one up. sort of thing next to this dominant other thing, I mean, we can make these things like, you know, is that Christianity and the Roman Empire? But when you actually look at the letters of Paul, when you actually look what he's writing about, the reality of a city like Corinth or Ephesus mm. or Antioch, what you've actually got is the Roman Empire is a network. Yeah. And you've got the whole of this empire went across from Britain into north africa into turkey today almost into central asia and it was a giant multicultural diverse empire and what connected together was roman roads transportation real quick transportation what connected was all
2: right i'll i'm curious to see where he ends up on this but my it feels like the where he's going is he's trying to draw these parallels like it wasn't that different back then than it is now and i'm Sorry that I'm interrupting him, but I forgive you. The thought is that if without culture, without
1: without culture, Paul can't do what he did because culture is what expands um, the know, inter- interconnectedness of of culture and different which cultures. Today is what technology has done. It has done it a
2: thousand x times, which leads back to that that. Article that I quoted, which was, We're not equipped to handle right. that much. So he was, Paul was experiencing a drop in the ocean of what we experience today.
3: It's like if, if I can make a tie this into a sexual reference, yeah, please it, do. It's Ew. as I know that's what Scott thought I was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he 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 his head right now. If, <laughs> if you can, at the end of the day, Humanity is just gonna have that perfectly smooth, buttery skin tone, like uh, let's just say Rihanna or oh God, John Legend. Oh yeah, I, that <laughs> that would I'd have been be, my second guess. I'd, yes. Yeah. or pick somebody else i think Uh, andy is putting himself on the line no you're too white sorry that's timely (laughs) i know matt kemp (laughs) dated rihanna yeah he did and you're a dodger fan other people are dodger fans or padre fans but uh and what i mean by this is with all the god man this is gonna sound terrible interbreeding (laughs) between i mean before everything was segmented now it anything goes in terms of who you can marry who you can procreate with and that's a beautiful thing and that the result of that long term is things look different skin tones changed features change features blend and that is beautiful um and maybe that's what's going on right now but times a million in terms of like cultures intermingling and like all of the different informations of the different cultures are butting up against each other. And we're struggling with that. It's like, it's an orgy nobody asked for, but we're in it. Um And, and we're just trying to create that perfect skin tone of culture. And does that work? I was trying to get Mary one to the I other. Like I want to be
2: super clear here that I don't think that there's, there's an issue. Like, I think that the American experiment is awesome and E pluribus, Blurbus unum is from many one, which is, I think is a great concept. It doesn't mean from all the things.
3: At once. <laughs> at once. One. And that's the point that I think that we're also, trying to argue. to them, they meant from many white dudes, one white dude.
0: <laughs> Speaking of he blurbs you're not, you're not. My wrong. wife gets a couple new quarters this week and they've got bats on them. Brand new quarters. What do you mean Bats. Bats. With baby bats in their pouch. What do you mean on a quarter?
2: I mean it is October, so you, she got the Halloween quarters like we always Obviously. do. Can't wait for the Christmas quarters Who to come
0: you out. work for? It's, it said COVID 19 2020.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, it didn't, but there were bats on quarters. Why are there bats on quarters? Was the
3: bat holding Brand a syringe of the 2020 new vaccine?
2: Coins with bats. Have her send a picture to us. Um. Uh, I yeah there was a point that I was going to make because I was listening to this podcast earlier judge I wh- that's the end of
0: western civilization I rest my case bats bats on quarters
3: our pets
2: heads are falling off
0: that's two <laughs>
3: episodes in a row yeah may your birdie rest in peace continually all right continually. Sorry, Andy. Bat uh, levity uh yeah yeah
2: it is just uh there was a connection between um the the juxtaposition of individualism and diversity and, and that being the overarching emphasis on people or or on, on our society in general versus, well, let me boil it down this way. Today there's more value in finding the ways that we're different than there is in finding the ways that we're similar.
3: Yeah. And I don't, I don't think that is sustainable. I think it just, if you do some basic human psychology, when you emphasize people's differences, it causes division in every study. And I don't, don't ask me, Andy, to cite a study specifically. Normally I'd voice that as Scott, but Andy's. has Can been... you put all the studies in the <laughs> show notes? All the studies. When you emphasize um, what you have in common, no matter your differences, what you have in common, that creates um, a cohesion, that ca- creates connection. And I think it's mostly the best intentions. But I think a lot of movements today, Scott, you touched on it earlier where you mentioned almost retributive, like like looking for justice, wanting to do justice, but you're tearing down to do justice. And I think that's the way the world gets justice. And that's where Christians have a unique opportunity to separate themselves. Christians offer a justice that restores. Oh, I thought you were going to say Christians should go against justice. Christians should tear down every statue
2: And that's where we have a unique opportunity, guys. (laughs) Can we see this in
3: 2021? Christians against justice. Hey, (laughs) hey, there's been a president that's favorite verse is an eye for an eye. And you do that now, Christians. Eye for an eye. You tear down the statues. Uh, That's not what I'm saying. Justice that restores. And I think there's a lot of well-meaning people that are trying to do justice and the fruit of which is retributive to certain groups. And I would like people to second guess, just always question like, what is the fruit of what I'm doing in spite of the intentions and how, if you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian and you want to do justice, I I have nothing to say to you because restorative justice is painful. It means losing when you think you should win. It means giving in. It means self-sacrificial love. And that is not the way the quote unquote world works. And I'm using that in the biblical sense. The way of the world is is not restorative in that sense. But that's the Christian call. So are we going to be Christ followers or are we going to do justice the way the world does? Those are two very different things. Yeah. And I'm not
2: trying to be coy here. I actually, I, I literally don't even know what the word justice means anymore.
3: I don't blame mm-hmm. you. Like, or, or love
2: or, like, or a bunch of words. I'm not. I'm yeah, Racist. What is that? I'm not even trying to be silly with it. Like, I, yeah. I don't know what it means because... You gave one example that was one crazy extreme, uh, and then we've looked at others that are on the other side, and and so we, we need more words. I
3: have an example. Okay. For example, <laughs> let's take Harvard. I just wanted you to know I'm using an example. Uh, Harvard, I think it's Harvard. Scott will know what I'm talking about. Um, Harvard is, there's a class action lawsuit against Harvard for their because- they are changing their requirements to try to reduce the number of Asians, make it more <laughs> difficult for Asians to get in because they are "quote unquote" over-indexed. I don't know if that's their words, but I'm using that. Um, they're and, very smart people. And okay, they're changing the requirements to try to balance out the the look of their students, which is, I think, the goal of having they as look many Asian. different people and the ability for as many different people of all types to be at a school that's a noble goal but what you're doing is you are ter- you're bringing down a group that does not in fact bring other groups up you think it is and you're trying to do that but i'm looking for the restorative justice in this example would be what are the best ways intentions aside what will actually work to bring the group you're trying to bring up to that spot versus bring the 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 group that's excelling down um that's just one example a culture yeah. shift yeah well and that's the
1: problem
0: with
2: pragmatism
3: wait
0: andy you're shaking your head
2: well that was already done that was already attempted affirmative yeah. action was the was right. the law that was passed no i
3: know and i'm not and
2: title 9 was a thing that was right. that was already done and i
3: think often these things bear fruit that is not the intended fruit and that's what i think
2: and you actually pitched them as nicer mm. than it was it wasn't actually ever official it was that they got caught
3: because they were doing this behind the scenes. Right, right. And mm-hmm. so there, there is, I don't know if, I think it's still ongoing, the class action suit against Harvard well, currently.
1: Yeah, and California is bringing back discrimination, discrimination-based discrimination preferences. It's on the
3: ballot. I forgot and, my ballot. I was going to, yeah. actually, I sealed it because I voted. And
1: one of the unintended consequences, and this happens, I think, a lot when you lose principles, and I think this goes back to this idea of removing Jesus or, or Judeo-Christian Principles, and it's. I like that you're bringing us back. uh, Yeah, it might be a little fuzzy on what exactly uh, constitutes a Judeo-Christian principle or not, but let's just go with it. So, don't ask him to define it, Andy. Come on, (laughs)
2: but but when you when you Scott (laughs) gets a pass, I'm on his side tonight. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs)
1: thanks. (laughs) Um, When you when you get rid of principles and you you're pragmatic, you don't look at or or anticipate unintended consequences. And we see things like when you, when you lower the standards for, for particular groups and they, they get, um, because this study, these studies were, have been done um, that groups have been, have gotten into Ivy league schools and they end up dropping out because they can't keep up with the, with the workload. That's like, if you put me, I have a college degree. If you put me at Princeton or Harvard, I I probably can't keep up. I'm not, I, my IQ probably isn't high enough To keep up, no joke, and I'm
3: lazy. I'm not saying about my IQ because I'm not. I'm not going to say I'm stupid. (laughs) I'm a smart individual, (laughs) but you put I I, Saddleback College, a community college in Southern Orange County. It was not for me. It wasn't happening. So what does that mean? You give me a free ride to a a school like we need you. Just put me in a different group that is wanted more at Uh, a certain school. Yeah. You know, I am not gonna. That's not me. You know, I will not. I'm not having it.
1: Yeah, and, that, and that's what me. happened. They 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 could have gotten into a whole bunch of other schools. So they they have they have good grades. They're just not as good as as what the standards are. And they could have gotten into a whole bunch of really good schools. But they get into the top school and, and they, they burn out. They, they burn out. out.
4: Oh, and man. now
1: and now they might have now they might have twenty thirty thousand dollars in 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 college debt, and they dropped out. And now, when they could have thrived yes. at, a, at, a, at a different school.
2: And now, dear listener, you'll get the Christian part of this podcast. <laughs> the first thing that popped in my head when you were describing that scenario is I wondered, did Jesus do the same thing for sinners that he encountered that the Pharisees were like, you're changing the rules? What are you doing changing the rules, allowing those people to get in?
4: <laughs> oh!
2: yeah, It feels like it seems like that a little bit <laughs> it, it it's not the same it's not the same but there are are fundamentally jesus did change
1: well be specific
2: well he changed he did change <laughs> the rules that were that that pharisees were playing by because they had clear problems with what he was doing and how he's doing and who he was engaging with and who he was saying uh basically it was it was extending beyond god's chosen
1: people right well they so yeah they they thought that because they were the physical descendants of abraham then only they would have get into the kingdom and even within yeah. that group there were those that you know like yeah. the samaritans who are part of the family but right. they they did not like the in samaritans in an
3: interesting way you're you were making the argument of the ideal of something like let's Try to get more people that aren't Asian into Harvard the the intention of that is let's just say it's pure I think for most people it's totally pure they want they want more people to be leveled up and have the opportunity that other groups have and so you're making that you're making the best argument for that ideal i'm I'm not for, though for boots on the ground for us it's it has that unintended consequence and I, I don't think I'm not actually I'm I'm not doing a good job. I was trying to... I can do a good job. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to agree with you, believe it or not. Here's, but- here's the good job. Uh,
2: Jesus would let Asians do whatever they want to do when it comes to trying to get into Harvard and let and allow those rules to exist. And he would look for ways to to help others also get in there. It wasn't now. In this world where Harvard is... Heaven, <laughs> <laughs> there is no limit to the number of students that can
3: be. One hundred forty-four thousand. So the what?
2: analogy starts to fall apart a little bit.
3: Welcome to Harvard,
2: <laughs>
3: and maybe people. Harv- like, and I'm sure that people who go to Harvard
2: feel like it is both heaven and hell at some point in time. But
3: which I think is is heaven and hell. But how it's you mean, like dim yeah. apples? I don't know. That's what the hair That's what this <laughs> heretic says. Yeah.
1: but well, I, I think it does. It does bring in the question why. Why, why would you have a stand, two different standards based upon the color of someone's skin? That
3: seems wrong. Let me rephrase that. It is wrong. Okay. Wow. Hot take from Scott. Don't judge people based on their skin color. I, I agree with you. Yeah. And, I, and But there's actually something on the ballot. Have you looked at your ballot yet, Andy? I did look at my ballot. There is one. I don't remember the words and the numbers. I to like it. that
2: you selected me, though, as the one who probably didn't look at their ballot. Well,
3: Scott's heart is already in a different state. He's moving. <laughs> right. oh. well, Actually, I don't know that. I'm I, just assuming it. it. Guessing. Ah,
1: man, it probably fell through. But anyway.
3: Okay. Was that your secret surprise? Yeah. Okay. We'll get to that in a, in a second. Or but the ne- Nevada State
2: Gaming condi- uh, Commission denied <laughs> Condition. his job as, as, a, as a pit boss. <laughs> oh, I could see him being uh, a good pit boss. I could see you as a pit boss just walking around like, yep, yep, nope, no." Nope, nope. <laughs>
3: but there is a proposition that I voted against that has the words that – I was going to bring it so I could get it exact, but it was basically the state of California can – can discriminate yep. based on your race, ethnicity, religion. And it's in the name of providing more diversity. Mm. But you are giving somebody with a monopoly on force that they can execute with a gun if they need to. You are giving the state the power to discriminate based on skin, color, religion, creed. Right now, it, it feels... Like, depending on your perspective, I could see, I understand why you feel that you want to lift those other people the up. The pendulum
0: you want. has swung way to you, one side.
3: You do not. That's what this, this whole election is like. You don't, we need to question how much authority and power we are giving to the state. And just because it's going the way you care about right now, you give it that power, it's going to go the other direction someday and you're going to hate life.
2: Is, Anyways. Is that... Uh, is that yet one more way that we see Western civilization uh, potentially losing
1: its soul, so to speak? That's really good. Imper- yeah. Imperialism.
3: I I like that. I don't know about the imperialism part.
1: Reverse imperialism.
3: But let's just take, take well, f-
2: additional <laughs> extra authority is more imperialism, right?
3: Yes. <laughs> extra imperialism. Th- the freedom of speech. When speech gets imperialism, or <laughs> <laughs> imperialism, yeah, just take freedom of speech. Seems to be like I've I've seen a lot of arguments online about like oh, I'm totally for free speech, unless dot dot dot, and I'm like, okay, now we're in this weird territory where you you have a guy you get in power that you like and he's going to protect that unless but once it's there somebody you don't like I, I don't know let's just say the current president a lot of people hate that guy if you give him absolute power to control speech that's a problem that's why the freedom of speech even if you hate it is there and i think that's that's eroding a little bit i think it's pretty resilient it's more resilient than i think people but that are afraid of.
2: That's two man, straw man strikes on you
3: tonight. Straw people.
2: And uh three, and this <laughs> podcast is over. Okay.
3: <laughs> what do you mean, straw man? Who no. argued that
2: Trump should remove free speech? Right.
1: Oh, the, people no, th- no. the people do think that I have a family member that thinks...
3: No, that's Thank not you. my point. Thank um, okay, you, Scott, okay. for talking about that. That's not my point. Friend. My point is like, you don't... Freedom, freedom of speech, yes, but here's what you're free. This is what speech means, yeah. And you, you whittle away of the of how much speech covers, and so eventually you have a guy you hate like Trump, or now apparently Biden is going to be the end of civilization, depending on your political perspective. Are you going to give him the reins on what define is defined as speech? That's why freedom of speech should include even the most ridiculous, heinous shit. This, the worst speech that you can think of is protected by freedom of speech because mm-hmm. once you start defining that and narrowing that down, it doesn't matter who's in charge, eventually your enemy is going to have the reins of that and you don't want that.
1: You don't want, you don't want government bureaucrats defining what speech is and what's, what's...
3: Right. Because that will change over time. Yep. Yep. Does that make sense? We might have gone off topic, but... Uh, <laughs> we got one more clip. Do you want, do you want to see where uh, it I leads mean, or you, no? Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Yeah. I mean... Well, uh, we could, you could summarize. it no, Because no, no, no. it's a long clip,
0: but... No, I mean, we'll probably cut in and maybe no. end it early, but go ahead. It.
3: Yeah. Well, uh, you know. Yeah, go. Stick with us. We got uh, What Are You Consuming and Where Is Scott Moving coming up right <laughs> after this.
5: Of <laughs> looking at the faith lives of millennials from 25 countries across the world. They broke this into four categories. Um, they said those who at some point, you know, born Christian or became Christian in the millennial age group, 20 to 35, that there were four groupings. Number one was those who had left the church, like they had left their faith, like I'm not a Christian anymore. There was another group who were basically, yeah, sort of. I like how we
3: start with these clips and we, we're kind of with it. And then by the end of our mini conversation, I don't know where we're at. And then we, when I restarted, I'm like, oh, yeah, we were there. We were
5: talking about this. But I'm just not in church. The they called them nomads right, nomads, right? That group. Yeah. There was another group which were habitual Christians. These are like culture Christians who go. Yeah. Their, their backsides are in a pew. But Once in a while at least. but Yeah. No they, don't difference. Really, they don't really have biblical lives. But then there was this last group. And the last group was the resilient disciples. These are people who lives are biblical. They actually are living the stuff.
3: We don't need to talk about it, but I just have to say I hate using biblical like that. They don't have lives
5: that are biblical, whatever the hell that means. And what I found so They're thriving, and I think they called it digital Babylon, was their name thriving for in digital the Babylon. World. And we need to—we'll do a whole podcast on that. But what I found so Good interesting is name. the pressure of this new cultural dynamic Good band name. is actually making them better Christians. And I think that is such a fundamental paradigm shift for so much of a church focus, which is actually how do we make the best service for you with the best parking, you know, with like this seamless thing that'll finish at that minute, and you know your kids will be delivered to you, washed and cleaned. And it was um, cultural was pushback. About, yeah. makes um, some better Christian. It's like person. Shakespeare. All yeah, the yeah things, exactly. You
3: know? What was that, Scott?
1: Uh, he said cultural pushback is what. Makes people better Christians. I, I, yes. I, yeah. I, Andy might have talked over that particular word. He so did. Like,
5: but actually, when you think <laughs> about it, pressure is actually always positive for the people of God. Right. I'm yeah. not saying it's actually good, but pressure and difficulty um, has always you know, been something which the church has thrived oh, that's on. That's so, so good. The breakdown. So in the US, you have 10% of millennials who are actually resilient disciples. And yeah. those aren't just of millennials in general. Those
6: are millennials who were born Christian born or Christian. came to faith,
2: right? To why Why is he only zoomed in on millennials? Jeff? Uh, this was just a
0: statistic that they brought up because it then goes into really how society is functioning outside of our country. And
3: children are in, our future. In
0: places like Malaysia, where there's a diversity of thought millennials are thriving compared to western world yeah.
1: that was just that just happened to be the barna poll that that he's talking about yeah
2: uh say malaysia one more time and we in the podcast that's two for you, the four
6: categories yes. post-christian
3: i want to know though andy if my clarification previously removed one of my straw men or am i still at two straw men two straw men you're still a man. Oh, how dare you? I,
1: I came up with an example. I should take a strike off of him. Thank you, Scott. Come Scott man. that's not how baseball works. Thank it's, you, the Scott. The batter who comes come up on. after... The that's designator the f- hitter who comes up But what if I'm black?
2: Oh,
0: come on, man. Oh, why'd you <laughs> have to then get racist? Then you vote Democrat. Um, Keep it going. Man.
3: Then you ain't black.
6: <laughs> 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 I'm hitting the button. <laughs> Nomad, habitual churchgoers, resilient disciples... Of Christian millennials, basically, yes. 10% are resilient disciples, followers yes. of Jesus.
3: I know what they're doing. They're being general on like these terms, but I just picture that... Are you a resilient disciple? You know, <laughs> people... Right now, millennials that are Christians fall into these different categories, and I'm not sure you're in the, the uh, resilient disciple. You're right. How, I how do they I know? I want to get
2: you there. So this
3: is, happens after the fact... <laughs> the
2: researchers have to give them names to identify the cohorts.
3: I do. I don't want it to be lost when he's talking about, I don't remember the word he used, but resistance or when you're pushing Pressure. G- pressure yeah. pressure the, and resistance. The, the <laughs> pressure and resistance the early church was under cannot be overstated under Rome. Oh my god! Like gosh. initially, the reason Jesus was crucified, I know it's not just Rome, it's also religious leaders that There's all these intertwined things there, but how the church grew under the pressure it was is, and is now, like, I mean, whatever you think about where where things are going now, Judeo-Christian values, like, that has been a force multiplier in spite of its many flaws, depending on who is executing those values it has resulted like there's this progression going on in spite of the individual actors that are have their own problems, as they did in the Bible in our holy scriptures that we read faithfully every day, right, that, Scott?
2: That's interesting because I'm on Scott's side tonight. Uh didn't you mention earlier that the church were you alluding to the idea that the church is growing more outside of the US than it is within the US?
1: Well I, think- I did. Yeah, and that that's coming up. All right, yeah, hold on, guys. Now It's coming it. up, the... Jeff, I'm on it's Jeff's coming up yeah, after the break. Great. Jeff
2: wants credit. Now I'm on Jeff's team. <laughs>
3: Jeff, didn't you say earlier? <laughs> we'll, we'll edit that. We're gonna edit that. Go ahead.
2: Okay. Well, so the the connecting idea there is is that uh, the pressure and what was it Re- resistance resistance and pressure. Yeah. If it's if there's additional resistance and pressure outside of the U.S., I think to Christianity, which is I feel like that feels that seems like a given. There is not a lot of pressure and resistance against Christianity in the U.S. I don't care who you are; like you can pop up a church anywhere you want to, pretty much.
3: It's that, and that is why things are moving away.
2: Maybe,
3: maybe it's it's why they're moving away. Maybe it's why why they're
2: growing more in other areas
0: outside the U.S. There has been
3: resistance in this country over the last six months. I have a hot take. Well, six months. I mean, we're talking about big... P- Hot take. If Jesus, was born, if Jesus was crucified in space, cr- the early church's muscles would have atrophied and wasted away, and we would never be here today. Because in space, with no resistance on your muscles, I don't care what faith you are, you're going to waste away. He would have been able to breathe a lot longer. Maybe. Woody, he was 100% human.
1: Well, Because in space, there's no gravity pushing him, pulling him down. You guys, does he have a? Does he have a full suit in this
3: scenario? In In the guise of a joke, astronaut, and (laughs) it leads to one of the things I'm consuming. Astronaut, that we don't need. We don't need to go to that now. But in space, there's no resistance on your muscles. This is a metaphor for all of life. It's a metaphor for the Christian Church or any, any movement, any belief. If you if you have zero resistance to it, it gets weaker. Take, if you have a political idea and you're surrounded by people that only agree with you, your idea is going to get weaker because you don't you don't have any resistance against it to forge it, to hammer it, to hone it. And I think the Christian Church, Andy was saying, is what is ha- is that has been going on in America for the most part. America has been a Christian quote unquote nation. I would argue against that, but generally people think it's a Christian nation. And it's been easy up until recently. It's been easy pickings. The default assumption was the Bible was given to us by God and generally people went to church, but there are more and more ideas coming against that now, but that wasn't always the case. And I I think Christians right now are realizing, oh, how do we, how do we deal with this newfound resistance? We weren't working. We weren't in shape for this. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Yeah.
2: We, we we've talked about this in the past. That's the that's the Matrix idea where which is very biblical. <laughs> they made the first version of the Matrix.
3: I would it was, be okay if we talked about it almost every episode. And it was
2: perfect. And humanity rebelled because it was too perfect. Yeah. And they needed things mm-hmm. to strive against. And 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 I'm very curious if, if in part of the the God's plan after uh, Adam and Eve fell in the garden, and uh, there's strife and struggle that that occurs from then on and therefore therefore that becomes part of what humanity has to do to grow and change and move and it is it is the new way of being human effectively that God puts in it puts into play. I, I quibble with a lot of that, but keep going
1: yeah me too, I'm on Zach's side here.
3: whoa oh! shots fired oh keep going God. Scott- we Dang were a tag team. Allegiance oh, will gosh. change. <laughs> On the next Bros Bibles and Beer, uh, alliances are made, allegiances <laughs> change. <laughs> uh,
2: but I do wonder if uh, what that has resulted in today is the fact that uh, our lives are so easy that we're desperately searching for things to fight against and to struggle against. And therefore, we're digging way deeper to the bottom of the mostly empty cookie jar.
0: Well, that's why the idea of of freedom and meaning, like we don't have any tough. The United States is not tough. It's we're not in any wars right no. now.
3: Well, um, I mean, arguably, I am, uh, we're, we're still, still on on in Iraq. Cool no nobody's calling us to go to war. There's, there's no skirmishes. We might skirmishes. be in kind of a simmering civil war right now. I don't know. I, I would I would say big picture, I agree with you guys. And I, I just am picturing people. I want to talk to the people that are like, what about? There are always things that are wrong that need to be righted, and we should work towards that. And none of us are saying that there's... No problems. Are you on a PR campaign yeah. right you know, well, Zach, yeah, I'm, now, Zach? I'm caveating the shit out yeah, of this in thing. Some,
1: in some areas of, of the country, there are a lot of struggles. Uh, but in general, uh, when humans in general, when you've got your food taken care of, you're not starving, you've got shelter, and you've got community, uh, all taken care of, and you've got free time, yeah, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna come up with ideas or something to fight against, yeah. create, and there is some of that going. Create on, a I problem, think. Yeah. something
2: very uncontroversial is that statistically, every generation has done better than the last for like the past hundred years plus yeah. in in the United States. So just pick on the United and, States.
3: And every generation has looked at the one looks at the the next generation coming up and thinks, oh, we're fucked the society is going to end this goes back to the beginning of writing there's evidence of the older generation looking at the young one coming up being like no we're we're done these kids can't hack it we're, Zap, we're would done. you be They're more weak.
0: specific on way back when what was the what the <laughs> culture was that
3: imagine ancient samaria and there's a puddle imagine of, so this
0: is fictional there's
3: a puddle <laughs> there's a puddle of water in sumer where some rice fell into sumer, it. sumer. And it sat over time, and it fermented, and somebody discovered they got a little buzz when they drank it. When they were desperate, the formation of beer was floating down the Euphrates, and that's how beer was invented. People, you're welcome. Bros, Bibles, beer. We got Bibles, we got beer, and the four of us are. That was the reference of the night.
2: What is everyone drinking tonight? By the way, I am curious about that. A lot. (laughs) That's (laughs) a great segue. What is Zach not
3: drinking? I've been drinking a lot of water. In addition, I finished this podcast with an Ashland hard seltzer lime. Oh, I had had the pineapple.
1: Yeah.
2: I finished with the Green Flash West Coast IPA. Scott?
1: No, I'm going uh, non... What do they call it? Um, No... Fun. No fun. (laughs)
2: La
1: Croix? I'm going with La Croix. Um, You're putting up the white flag today.
3: Also, shout out local brewery San Diego. Nope, Anaheim. San Diego. Slap. Anaheim. Slap San him. Diego. Anaheim. Mm. Brewery X. Anaheim. Brewery <laughs> X. Slap and tickle. West Coast IPA. Thank you, Brewery X, for making a, a West Coast IPA on in, the West Coast. In a world, slap and tickle. In West a Coast, world where everything is hazy and East Coast. It's nice to get back to a West Coast crisp, bitter, clean, clear-looking beer. Filter. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if we're going to finish the rest of this
1: of this clip. Probably but, not. But I do want to talk. I do want to mention that it, the, the the best parts were coming up. Yeah, but the we'll resi- skip that. The resilient Christians <laughs> are roughly ten percent in in um, America and right. sli- slightly yeah. higher in Australia. He does say it, but then Malaysia is like twenty. 20- 20- Four percent. Yeah, that's worth noting. Yeah, and and, and that's also worth the, noting.
2: There are seventeen thousand people total in Malaysia. So,
1: right. right. <laughs> uh, well, and and they do have Maybe. a lot of pressure in Malaysia. There's a large Islamic uh, population, uh, and there's a lot of brew, Bo- uh, <laughs> a lot of Buddhists. Uh, so there's there's pressure on the Christians there, and, and they have you you have to be committed or else that pressure is going to make you denounce what faith you Are you serious? Had. Well what about, I mean in about Malaysia
0: you like you're either all in or you're not. And if you're condemned if you're not all in, what are you saying?
1: Well because because like from Islam's perspective, you ha- you have a I have to look it up and I might be confusing Indonesia with Malaysia, but there there is a, a large Islamic population and there's little resistance to Sharia law. Okay,
0: Malaysia in the in the commentary of listening to these guys, it seemed that Malaysia was very progressive in that everything goes I mean in terms of your beliefs discourse we can have uh, free speech, talk uh, no matter where we're from and what we believe conversations are happening. Now it's utopian you know ideal, but um, it may or may not be true, Um, and if it's not, I I probably would err on the side that it's mostly true, Uh, and in the United States, you can't have that conversation today. You know
2: what we could have a conversation about? Feedback. What you're consuming this
1: week? <laughs> well, let, let me just let me, let me just let me real quick. Thank you. So this so
2: ma- has been our seven minutes of Malaysia talk. Yeah, ma- Malaysia is <laughs> Malaysia. Is it's in the bylaws. Scott,
1: sixty-one percent is Islamic. Fifty-nine and sixty. Really? Nineteen percent. Really? Nineteen 19% Buddhist and nine percent Christian. And six. I think th- so what Scott is saying,
3: you can make an argument. Pick a country where the church is under more pressure. It's growing faster than in areas where it's not under pressure. And one last point.
0: These guys that made made on on this
3: cultural moment, these guys actually
0: were making the point of diversity. There's more diversity here, diversity of thought. But when they referenced the people, they said, you can run into a Swedish backpacker. You can run into a a middle-class Saudi family that's visiting away from the... You know, hot summer uh, and mention a few others. Springtime is, is pleasant. I'm, I'm like, w-. so when you say diversity of thought, because he's saying you can have a conversation with any of them, that could be said for the United States. Right. And so I would come, I actually was like, how do I get a hold of these guys? Because they released this at mid March. And there and and uh, the gentleman who's from Melbourne their country their area their territory is literally under prison lockdown and <laughs> yeah. now I wonder what their thoughts are about right. Chinese because uh, there's some impact there from another country how this is a, how this is playing out there's an impact and I'm like do you st- are
3: you still the same thought? East Berliners from the 1980s are like, you guys got it rough. <laughs> yeah. And I will say, I did, Timely hear, somebody, reference. I did hear somebody cough in, in one of those clips, and I think that it's possible it was patient zero. We'll never know. <laughs> it was a bad. this conversation... Wait, our friend was patient zero, but this continue. This episode is long, and not everybody hates that. Right before, think about what you guys are consuming. Yeah. I have one bit of feedback. The return of Jimmy, Pacini... Esquire Jr. The third on Twitter, episode 134. Last time he referenced an episode in the 20s, 120s, it's called Echo Chamber. He said, Echo Chamber of Bros Bubbles Beer. And I'm just wondering, were they drunk? There seems to be a lot of audible cans opening and fumbling over words. I mean, put whatever episode (laughs) you're listening to as a possibility. (laughs) But I did say, looks like you're catching up, Jimmy. And he said slowly but surely, "Dang, COVID kept me home for a while, and I wasn't keeping up. Now I have a two-hour commute. So keep those oh. long episodes coming." Man, thank two you, Jimmy. Hour commute. That's Twitter. well. At least you're back to work. If I you guess we had
1: what, beers what, what, on one
2: thirty-four. Wait till you get to <laughs> one thirty-six. What are we
3: on now? One seventy-two. What is this? One forty-seven. And right.
0: realize we do drink
2: throughout the program. So if we
3: get a little <laughs> sloppy at some uh, point, it's in the
2: name. Yeah, you exactly. knew what you were getting into, yeah, Jimmy. Yeah.
3: Bros, Bibles, and sloppy drunks. Yeah. Coke, crack, and <laughs> all right. What Fun. are Next. we consuming? Who's going first? Go. Well, clearly
2: the thing that I've been consuming has come to its culmination, which will result in me now canceling cable because I have no need for it anymore because the Lakers have won their 17th championship. And the King LeBron James has brought, he's done what he said he came to do. He brought the championship back and he puts the King and kingdom. And he, (laughs) he, (laughs) we can all pour one out for Kobe this year. And uh, Uh, all is right. All is right. Again, in the, in the NBA. Regardless of whatever Daryl Morey tweets. This is true.
3: All right. well. Next. Mm. Coming on the back of... Whoa.
5: (laughs) Dude. (laughs) Come on, man. Jesus. We're going to edit that out. Do you hear the words
3: that are coming out of your mouth? (laughs) Climbing onto the back of something that Scott said. Oh my god, this is
5: so stupid.
3: (laughs) I have been reading the book. You've been reading. I've been reading the book. I don't even know what you're going to say. I read a book with my kids. Clean it up, guys. The Coddling of the American Mind uh, by Jonathan Haidt. You're not reading that with them. Yes, I am. Are you really? And it has been... There's a couple parts early on where I'm like, I don't know if I want to cite the details of the study they're referencing, but it's about how good intentions and bad policies are crippling the next generation. That's a version of the subtitle and it, it's more for my oldest uh, that will be in high school next year and less for the younger one. But either way I'm making them both read it because it would happen either way eventually for both of them. But it is basically about we have stopped giving resistance to kids and allowing kids to experience resistance and how that has set up a generation for failure, and what what do we do what what do we do next? How do we what are some things we can kind of correct? And it's very interesting, and it's it's fascinating. It is worth a read, especially if you have kids. Whether you read it to them or not is a different story, but it's worth a read for if you're frustrated by what you see about people not being able to accept other different ideas and the experience that as violence to them personally. It's just a great book all the way around. Anything by Jonathan Hyatt, actually, The Righteous yeah, Mind he's is great good. too. Yeah. And it's less about what you agree with the details. It's more about, hey, things have kind of gone awry. And there's evidence of that in the college system and about how kids, when I say kids, I mean, young adults, a certain segment of them cannot, anything that's outside of where they're at And what they view as acceptable is violence against them. That's pretty good. Words are
2: violence. How quickly do they fall asleep while you're lecturing them?
3: (laughs) (laughs) It is like that. Oh my God. The introduction is so long. I'm I'm just messing with you. I'm actually impressed. You're not wrong. (laughs) Gwen is struggling. Um, uh, Cool, Dad. Can we get back to Harry Potter? You're like, it'll be better next week. We're going to go
2: communist
0: Uh, manifesto. It's going to be fantastic. I'm not sure if
1: YouTube would help. A lot of his stuff is on YouTube. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so that's nice.
2: right. The animated versions are way better. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it is great,
3: and then also the album that I know Andy is appreciative appreciative of by Bahamas, which brings it full circle. I said the word Bahamas after you said my name, Jeff. Uh, this is a song from Bahamas' new album called that album is called Sad Hunk. This song is called Less Than Love. I'm just going to play a little snippet. Oh. All right, I skipped forward a little bit. I don't wear no what I love about this thing no is that trouble. it's so sparse. If I use the word naked, the is that like it, it feels naked? Like every instrument is clear. He's doing as minimal, no the arrangements are as minimal as. As possible to get the effect Like minimum effective dose In songwriting and arrangement There's no room to hide Every little piece has to be Carefully crafted And it's like the vocals Correct me if I'm wrong It seems like I don't know if there's less progression Because it seems like he's here And he's like in the room And it's very intimate And uh well, it's, very very lame, lifelike. it's not processed Yeah, give us 20 seconds just alone. Let's get some of the chorus. Here we go. I don't want to wear no muzzle. I don't want to cause no trouble.
4: I don't want to have to struggle with the truth. Let's just hear how this chorus finishes. I don't want to cause no stress. I don't want to make no mess. I don't want to live with less than love.
2: Uh, that's Bahamas available on all the streaming services. <laughs> I love this album. All it right, is, I'm done. It, it is good, and I and I need to be honest that I uh, you sent that to me or you mentioned it to me, and I went and listened to it, and then I sent it to a lot of other people, and I didn't cite you as the source. So I've got a lot of guys. These. I discovered that's this right. new band. Hey, uh, you want to know about the good stuff that's out there? Listen to this. You know, that
0: just listening to that it makes it reminds me of my kids. I don't know why there was. I don't want to live with no less. I, there was something in there that just made. I me I don't think want to live family. with
3: less than love.
0: Okay, and that's what rem, that's what made me think about. Oh, that's kids. right. I love my kids, and <laughs> no, no, no. That I have you know things consuming. I've I haven't been reading or or listening to much. A little bit, but it's more. I come home every day, and one of my kids asks me to throw the football, throw the baseball, and it, no matter what I'm doing. I just get up and go. And there's been some resistance. I'm like, "Ah, I'm kind of tired, or I want to watch this TV show, or I want to look at this article on my phone. And I've I've kind of been proud of myself. I'm like, I'm dropping it. I told myself a long time ago, I would always drop it. And I feel like I've been getting a little lazy. Not that I haven't been dropping it, but I'm like, I I just, I can feel that I want to be lazy. And I definitely need to go outside and throw the ball. And so that has been fun. It's been, it's been good consuming your kids. My, (laughs) I've said this before (laughs) because I've said that before, but it's been consistent. And I love that. I love being a father and just mentoring my kids and having fun. And so when they look back, I want them to like, I want them to remember those memories. So I'm, uh, I'm, very hopeful for my kids' future because I'm like I I feel like I'm taking action. I've done it. I'm planting seeds, and I hope that it pays off. And so that's my uh, that's my bragging. I'm this bragging.
1: is
2: great, Jeff, but what are you watching on Netflix?
1: Nothing. I haven't watched
0: Netflix in forever.
2: <laughs> I'm joking. And when I'm I say joking. forever, I mean 12 hours. It's wonderful, and you've shamed <laughs> us all to like because like you're forever. doing wonderful things. Yeah, like doing a, amazing, like, <laughs> wonderful things.
3: That's great, Jeff, but you know, uh, amazing. what show am I going to watch?
2: It's really going to help me know what I'm supposed to watch
0: yeah, I'm later I'm going to continue on. the Western civilization. The great right. things. <laughs> he to quit the
3: Netflix end. like I quit drinking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scott? Uh, I actually wrong. Can- I canceled no, Netflix. <laughs> yeah, oh, because
3: of cuties. Because of cuties. Did you? Oh. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I actually had some clips related to cuties. Yeah. Maybe we'll get to that later. And
1: I and I also because I, I caught up on The Walking Dead.
4: Nice. So.
3: <laughs> Which uh, what? The, f- the first couple seasons were some of the best TV I've seen. Yeah. Got a little weird after that. I keep trying to convince Lindsay
2: because she she does like survival esque movies but is but struggles with the, the grossness of the zombies. She has to try season
1: one. And that sounds like- It's so good. Think, I think you'll like it. Just reminder that zombies are just a metaphor. They are. They're just a metaphor for, for whatever, whatever is in your life coming at you.
0: Maybe but, she can start with Thriller by Michael Jackson, that video, 15 <laughs> minutes, and see the zombie that Michael Jackson is. Why don't I and go Maybe from there. she can gonna, have some I'm more milk and cookies. I'm going to start by
2: just playing the song. And if she asks why I'm playing the song, I'm like, well. It's ha- it's October. Yeah. This okay. is what we do. And then slowly I'll put the video on. And mm. the next thing you know, I like it. Good, yeah. Good
3: call, Jeff. It's a taster. Yeah. Mm. Man, the next thing you know, the podcast is over. <laughs> Thanks guys. But you,
2: so you, you killed off Netflix. Scott, what, killed off what, Netflix. Are you, what are you consuming?
3: Uh,
1: like? I continue with my, um, a lot of YouTube with politics and the economy and stuff, but there's only uh, you know, little a like two and a half months left. In yeah. the year, so I'm kind of actually. I think there's only 22 days left in the world. That's right. Good point. Yeah, that's shoot, man. Oh well, on October 22nd, I think something's supposed but to we keep happen.
3: teasing this thing that yeah. was well, going uh, to happen.
1: but uh, um, so I uh, I, my plan was to read you know the entire Bible in the year. Oh, only two and a half months left, and I got a lot of I'm kind of kind of far. You hung up on Leviticus. Yeah, I still I still need all the the p- Pentateuch and Second Chronicles. Se- yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I gotta really focus on that instead of watching YouTube. That's so yeah. hard. I mean, this will be the fourth year in a row, and so I'm shooting for. Yeah. I watched
2: a YouTube restoration <laughs> video of a Game Boy today. It was a full teardown. And complete restoration of a Game Boy. God, that's yeah, that's exciting. I know. It's, yeah, <clears throat>
3: it's way better than reading the Bible.
2: <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you cited lock picking videos yeah, like a that's while right. ago. Too. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Don't act so high and mighty. I, I, try, I, I had to try to pick a lock yesterday. Did it work? Did no, you?
2: <laughs> you're watching the wrong video. The lady, the lady popped out of her door. She's like, "Excuse me, what are you
4: doing?" That's
2: I'm John just practicing. John.
3: Why are you doing it at two in the morning, Scott? <laughs>
1: John
2: Denver's
3: full of shit. It would have worked. I was <laughs> having trouble reading my the Bible, done, uh, so I thought I'd yeah. do
1: some pick, some picking. If I had more time, I I felt the pins. I had a few of the pins. I just, I needed it some more time to get the yeah. others. I love when you do. But, pins. but then, the, <laughs>
2: then the couple woke up and I had to get out of there. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> like, oh, wrong house. <laughs> um, but yeah. Go to Portland.
1: <laughs> Nobody cares. You Go pick. To do whatever, whatever you want. All oh, right. But no, I, that the, whatever the, the secret thing, I, I think it's falling through. So, oh man. Uh, so you were going to move. St- you what? stuck with me. Oh, oh, it was, you were going to move. Where were you going to move? I'll mm, help. Well, that's what the secret part was. I think moving was kind of implied there. But uh, yeah, the secret part is Malaysia, is probably, huh? It was Malaysia. <laughs> Where was it going to be? So I know all these facts about cool. Malaysia. Kuala <laughs> Lumpur. knows a little too much about Malaysia, I think. I
2: want to yeah. hang out with the rigorous
0: millennial uh, yeah.
1: biblical people. It would have been out of California, somewhere up north. Wait, yeah. north, north like, like Portland? Portland? Canada? Canada?
3: Like Na- Vancouver?
1: No. Vancouver's probably worse than California.
3: Yeah, why would you live on America's hat when you can live in America? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, where were you headed?
1: I can't. It's it's because it still might happen. I can't if you say, say. It, What are they going right. to
0: close
2: down the city?
0: This right. isn't like yeah. the secret
1: <laughs> sin that, that <laughs> Satan
2: will find out if you say it out loud. If you say it out loud, it could still happen, right? Is there something that you're jeopardizing if you say it?
1: Um, well, uh, there's, well, there's... Yeah, yeah, if you were to say masturbation
2: out loud right now, it could still happen. You're moving to masturbation? <laughs> That's a city? What? Scott, where is that? Oh. What part of the country? Feels like it's in the lower middle section of the country.
3: <laughs> no, but there's I, a... I, I thought there was one... I thought there was one more northern, too. Like, right. higher... How are you doing it? I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. Right? I, I want to
1: say somewhere in Florida.
0: Oh, are you serious? Like the
1: northern part of Florida. That feels right.
0: Shut does the front door.
1: Right? Like, uh,
3: wait, where you were going to move? Yeah. Oh, like right. Jacksonville? It does huh? feel right. Oh, I just thought you. No, I like thought, like, geographically it looks like I mean, a, I was thinking of a flaccid penis. Yes, I'm with you, Andy. Continue. Hey, everybody. No, thanks for thanks for the being
0: this, here for the this th- is almost got, the third yeah, hour. Yeah, north, this is the northwest,
1: north mid northwest, like Washington. Get yeah, yeah North northwest. Get west. rid of those state taxes. West of west of or east of that. West of Washington, Montana, east of Washington. Idaho, somewhere in that region. He wants he a place region. where he can build
3: a
2: treehouse. So somewhere up there. That's true. Do you so, want a treehouse? My cousin lived in a treehouse. Alright, I'm
3: cutting you guys off, guys. It's been a long episode. I don't care what Jimmy Pacini says. This is too long <laughs> and you can be like Jimmy Pacini and get a hold of us at Bros Bibles Beer on all the socials and also brosbiblesbeer at gmail.com. Rate and review on Apple podcasts. Tell your friends um, because we're hearing from corporate and we need people to tell their friends more. Big That's time. what corporate
0: says. Big time. We're going to get, well, we're going to have to fire somebody if uh,
3: you know, we don't get a phone call yeah big podcast has been talking to us <laughs> yep and everybody hates big anything so oh yeah you said phone call China's well, gonna cancel voicemails. Us. voicemails voicemails where can people leave us a voicemail
2: anchor.fm slash bbb pod perfect they can catch us there and on the socials
3: I already said it
2: you, right. you were looking at
3: the sound waves sorry I saw <laughs> boutique, so the teeks <laughs> alright let's get out of here well thanks guys yeah Grace be serious Thanks yeah. guys Alright I need to do Some stretching